0: The Quackcast Revenant Edition. This is number 223. Acupuncture Myths. References for this Quackcast can be found at the Science Based Medicine article of the same name from April 18th, 2023. The article, Puncturing Acupuncture Myth, showed up in my feeds. My first thought was, really? You had to use puncturing in the title? It's so been there, done that. Scam articles on acupuncture, perhaps by law, need to have either the word point or puncture in the title. My next thought was the only thing acupuncture will be puncturing is the occasional lung. Although my favorite example is the dry needling video where you can watch the practitioner drop the lung in real time. Dry needling is acupuncture without the traditional Chinese pseudomedicine component. But I do not know which gives me the willies more, dropping the lung or the total lack of infection control, including watching the needle bounce off the ungloved hand. The abstract said, quote, we have explored and dispelled 10 misconceptions common to the practice of acupuncture, utilizing an evidence-based approach. Ooh, utilizing an evidence-based approach? I get a nearly physical sensation of pleasure at the thought of utilizing an evidence-based approach on acupuncture. Why I describe myself as tingly. So, let's see what they have to offer, shall we? They're myths. Myth 1. Acupuncture only treats pain. Well, you got me there. Acupuncture can be used to treat every disease, real or imagined, since all diagnoses in traditional Chinese pseudomedicine, TCPM, are based on pulse and tongue examination, are in fact imaginary, but efficacy for every disease, including pain, is zero. It is interesting that in their listing of other processes for which acupuncture is allegedly efficacious, anxiety, nausea, and vomiting all have an important subjective component. Otherwise, they are mostly variations of, well, pain. They note, quote, Acupuncture also remains underutilized in hospice and palliative settings. A recent survey of the use of complementary and alternative medicine in hospice and palliative care Revealed usage of around 86% for massage therapy, but only 32% for acupuncture. As if that were a bad thing. 32% of those at the end of life spending limited time and money on useless magical thinking is sad. When my time comes, I am relying on a pitcher of boulevardiers. Oh, and no harp. The music thanatologists in my hospital always play a harp. Ain't no harps where I'm going. Electric blues guitar for me. Leave any suggestions in the comments, although I'm not dead yet. Myth 2. Acupuncture is painful. There I can't really comment, as I can find no studies that evaluate the pain of acupuncture needles. Unless dropping a lung, which would hurt, the needles are too thin to cause much pain, not that I have ever experienced it. Acupuncturists are lucky that there are no meridians to be unblocked in the ever-so-sensitive eyes, under the nail beds, or in the genitalia. Funny how that works. And it's not pain that you are feeling. Oh no, says Gaslighting or Us. Quote, Most of the time, what might be described as pain is a key sensation. It can be heavy, throbbing, or jumping, all of which are positive responses. And, quote, once a needle reaches its intended depth, you're likely to feel a mild, dull ache or slight tingling sensation. This may be a sign that the treatment is working and the acupuncture point is being activated. You may also feel a heavy or electric sensation. Feeling of warmth may also arise at the acupuncture points. That sensation you feel from a splinter, a bee sting, a mosquito, it's only the activation of an acupuncture point. It's good. Embrace it. Myth three. Acupuncturists have minimal education or medical knowledge. They do have extensive education in nonsense. Acupuncture is based on a system of ideas of health and disease with zero basis in reality. There are no meridians, there is no key. TCPM isn't worth a pair of fetid dingo's kidneys. What use really is mastering the fictions that comprise TCPM? None. Me? I have mastered the healing techniques in The Lord of the Rings, and always have a batch of athelous in my satchel. So many of the illnesses I see are due to the retained metal after stabbing by a mortal knife. Frodo was involved there in a sort of anti-acupuncture, I suppose. The same concepts apply to the regulation and licensure of acupuncture. It is fiction that is being regulated and licensed. You might as well consult Dr. Science. He does know more than you do. Myth four. Acupuncture only works through a placebo effect. They note, quote, Acupuncture treatment is an intervention of synthesized experiences, including dialogue of lifestyle recommendations, diagnostic discussion, and the actual placement of acupuncture needles. This often results in a therapeutic relationship. For this reason, many studies find little statistical significance between real acupuncture and sham acupuncture, which could produce a placebo effect. That kind of defines a placebo effect, doesn't it? All the alleged beneficial effects of acupuncture are placebo, as has been discussed many times at science-based medicine. The dropped lungs, though, those are the real deal. Myth 5. Acupuncture treatment puts me at risk for infection. They note, quote, upon review of 12 prospective studies surveying more than 1 million acupuncture treatments, only 204 primary reports of infection are found. Using infection due to acupuncture as search criteria to utilize my evidence-based approach, I found PubMed had 1,983 hits, and a Google Scholar had 75,900 hits, a wee bit more than their vaunted 204 infections. Admittedly, not all the hits represented infections as a consequence of acupuncture, but I suspect they may be a bit selective in their reporting here. Nah, that wouldn't happen, right? If you are utilizing an evidence-based approach, you will utilize the evidence, or so I would suppose. Myth 5 appears to be that the authors did a thorough search of the medical literature and, well, utilize the evidence. Unless utilizing evidence-based approach is a synonym for cherry pick. Eh, not in my thesaurus. Medicine is all about risk versus benefit. If a procedure has zero benefit, it should have a zero infection rate. So even one infection is one too many. If you Google acupuncture and look at the images, you will still find no gloves being used in most of the pictures. It is, fortunately, difficult to infect people. I spent a career taking care of injection drug users who have even worse infection control practices than acupuncturists. Licking needles, mixing drugs with tap, puddle or toilet water, reusing needles, etc., And infection is still the exception, not the rule, after an injection. Acupuncturists are just very lucky it's hard to infect people. Myth 6. Serious injury can occur with acupuncture treatment. They noted, quote, according to a review of over a million treatments, 54 primary reports of pneumothorax were related to acupuncture, resulting in 4 fatalities. This review concluded that acupuncture is a safe procedure when performed by a skilled and trained acupuncturist. That wasn't meant to be humorous. It was the only review of acupuncture-related complications they noted. Odd how they focused on pneumothorax, which killed four people. If you were to, say, utilize an evidence-based approach, you might have run across a 2010 review that found, quote, About 90 deaths after acupuncture have been anecdotally documented in the medical literature. Using acupuncture complication to utilize an evidence-based approach, I found 4,443 PubMed hits and 48,000 Google Scholar hits, again with the same caveats as noted for acupuncture and infection. Myth 6 appears to be that the authors utilized an evidence-based approach and reported the findings of a thorough search of the medical literature. A procedure that does nothing should have no serious complications, much less 90 deaths. The suggestion that the solution is to, quote, make sure that all acupuncturists are well trained is risible. I suspect there is no such thing as a skilled and trained acupuncturist. The best way to avoid complication is to avoid the useless intervention that is acupuncture. Myth 7. I cannot have acupuncture if I am taking an anticoagulant medication. That does seem to be the case based upon a Korean study that they quoted. A subsequent systematic review I found utilizing an evidence-based approach noted, quote, Bleeding deemed unrelated to acupuncture during anticoagulation and more likely resulted from inappropriately deep-needling damaging tissue. Huh? Isn't inappropriately deep-needling damaging tissue due to acupuncture? I guess by that criterion, dropping along isn't due to acupuncture either, but rather from inappropriately deep needling. Scams can be so humpty-dumpty, but it reinforces the understanding that acupuncturists really do not know what they are doing with their needles. Myth 8. Acupuncture is not safe during pregnancy. Probably true. The data, such as it is, suggests, quote, Total A.E. incidence was 1.9%, A.E. being adverse effects. And the incidence of A.E.s evaluated as certainly, probably, or possibly causally related to acupuncture was 1.3%. Again, why have a side effect from a useless procedure? Acupunctures do fret about allegedly forbidden points that can induce abortion, but that's a crock as well as I have discussed before. Myth 9. Acupuncture works after a single treatment. The most important myth because it affects the income. Like chiropractic, you must keep coming back for more of the same. Quote Acupuncture is known to have a cumulative effect, meaning one treatment builds on the next. Many factors influence the effectiveness of acupuncture, including the timing of treatment and discontinuing treatment earlier than recommended. Many people seek acupuncture treatment after they have exhausted other options which can reduce the effectiveness of acupuncture treatment and or require a longer series of treatment. Cha-ching. Myth 10. I have to choose between acupuncture and my traditional medical treatment. I cannot do both. That would be a myth. I am usually reading both a fiction and nonfiction book at the same time, one audio, the other print. Your patient can certainly do reality-based medicine and acupuncture at the same time. But, to quote me, and I am so quotable, if you mix apple pie with cow pie, it does not make the cow pie taste better. It makes the apple pie worse. Most remarkable is the amount of evidence they did not read or chose to ignore while utilizing an evidence-based approach. Insert Princess Bride meme here. I am not quite so tingly anymore. Sigh. The authors are from the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. As an aside, I did my medicine residency at Hennepin County Medical Center in Minneapolis. It was not unusual for our patients to go to the Mayo for a second opinion and return with no change in diagnosis or treatment, but with a lot of repeated tests and smaller bank accounts. So it remains true today as it was 40 years ago. Hold the Mayo. Except when it is cool. My myths. Myth 1. Acupuncture is a monolithic intervention. There is no such thing as a unified, consistent intervention that you can call acupuncture, which is to be expected as acupuncture is divorced from reality. I once counted over 32 different styles of acupuncture, each with different points and needlings. I got tired of counting them. There are so many more. There are as likely as many styles of acupuncture as there are acupuncturists. It is nonsense to say that acupuncture does anything, given the heterogeneous nature of the intervention. Two, acupuncture is grounded in anatomy and physiology, a.k.a. reality. Meridians, qi, tongue and pulse diagnosis, the entire foundation of traditional Chinese pseudomedicine is built on smoke and mirrors. Acupuncture is all sound and fury, signifying nothing. Myth three, acupuncture works. Acupuncture does nothing to any process with an objective endpoint. It is all placebo, all the time. Dr. Novella has characterized acupuncture as theatrical placebo, an excellent description. Like all placebo effects, many feel better for the participation. I like to think of placebo effect as primate grooming. Primates that groom and are groomed experience many salubrious effects. The main difference between grooming and alternative medicine is Such as acupuncture, is that one removes parasites and the other is a parasite. Myth four acupuncture is ancient. Well, go back to the beginning of the science based medicine blog for multiple articles on the details where there are many entries debunking the idea that acupuncture as we know it today is ancient. Yeah, I know. They use puncture in the title. Really good myths? Well, I recommend Stephen Fry's Mythos, especially the Audible books which he reads. Now, those are some myths worthy of your consideration.